Hi, I'm Nancy Dufresne. Welcome to our podcast channel. We know you'll be blessed by today's message. Well, we're so thrilled and uh, honored to be here for, yes, what I call miracles in the morning. And uh, I'll remind you that in these meetings, we're not just hoping to see a miracle. We're looking to be a miracle. And uh, when we, and, and I, re, you know, call to your attention that these aren't called healing crusades, although there's a lot of healing. Uh, and we're good with that, aren't we? Aren't we thrilled to have a healer? But they're miracle crusades. You know, that's the, the only way God works is supernaturally. And the supernatural is not an event. The supernatural is a flow. And that flow is not the responsibility just of those who are ministering. That flow is the responsibility of every member of the body of Christ. And so it, uh, we find this, friends, that the body of Christ historically uh, lacks in skill, you know, in, in being able to navigate the different flows of God. And so th- we're so thankful for these meetings to have this opportunity where morning and night, You can come for a number of days and just saturate yourselves in the things of God. And I'll just encourage you uh, during a week like this, don't let anything stop you. Don't let anything distract you. You know what I'm talking about? And and even in the meetings, don't get distracted. When when my wife and I come to services, it doesn't matter if we're ministering or attending or, or whatever. We, we start talking on the way there. We, and one of the things we say is, I get, I'm getting all I came for. I'm getting all I came for. How many know faith is mighty greedy? Faith doesn't leave any for anybody else, but that's okay because there's plenty for everybody. You understand me? But as far as your perspective, you ought to say, I don't, I don't care if there's any for anybody else. I'm getting, I'm getting mine. Yeah. Yeah. All I came for. Getting all. That's free. That's, that's for you. That's just to bless you. Amen. And so as Pastor Morgan uh, said when, when she was announcing up here, uh, we're privileged to minister specifically on the subject of prayer. And uh, that, that's actually not a restriction to us. That's a blessing to us because, you know, prayer really touches uh, almost every other part of of life and the things of God. So we want to do that this morning and get into some things that... Uh, are all my heart. And uh, do, you, do you have your Bibles? Yes. Okay. You excited to hear from God this morning? Yes. Praise him. Uh, we'll have you turn over to the second chapter of Luke's gospel today. Oh, bless him, bless him. You know, uh, If I can just give you a little bit of, uh, catch you up on where we are in the plan of God real quick. Now, I have to be careful saying that because that's a five-part sermon series right there. But just to kind of catch you up where we are, God has a plan. This earth is we are not spinning randomly. And uh, God's plan is for Jesus to be able to return. Amen. You understand Jesus is coming back. But when he comes is not, as so many think, just a matter of divine planning, meaning it's not that God circled this day on the calendar and he's just letting us do what we're going to do up until that time. No, 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 no. That's not it. 
at all. I used to, you know, when I, I, I was raised Jewish, I got saved. I didn't come in with any preconceived anything, but I quickly learned a whole lot of religious stuff yeah. that's not scriptural, <laughs> <laughs> including, you know, that idea that, well, only God knows the date. He's got the date. You know, it's probably a series of sevens. You know, so just say, the, the really dumb things that, not you, and nobody in Georgetown, but the folk down in Pflugerville, those folks think these kind of things, you know, and I used to think these kind of things that it's just all up to God, and it's just, you know, when he knows it's going to happen, it's going to happen. Well, there's so much more to it than that. And so much of it depends on his body and how they cooperate with him in his plan. I said so much of it. Listen, if it wasn't the case, we wouldn't need to be here this morning. And the main thing, I'm not saying the only thing, but the main thing that must happen for Jesus to return is his harvest must be reaped. His harvest must be reaped. That's the main thing. It's not that, it's not that uh, certain things in Israel got to take place. Come on, don't get me going. Uh, it's, I'm not saying those things have no significance. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying that's not the main thing. And it's certainly not the focus of the church. It's not that things in the Middle East got, has to line up. It's not that Russia's war. Ha, you know what I mean? Those things have scriptural significance, but they're not the believer's focus. We have a focus. It's called go into all the world, huh? Preach the gospel to every creature. Come on. Then this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness to every nation. Then, 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 then the end shall come. And so these things are important to us. And uh, as believers, we want to grow past the point of just looking at our own things and our own needs and our own concerns. And, and see some of what we all like to call the big picture. And we find that when you get involved with God's things, you better believe God gets involved with your things. And when you start, when you start thinking more about his plan and his harvest, then he's going to be, he's going to be taking care real good of your plans uh, as, as they're in line with his, you understand. And so we want to see this big picture that we want to be mindful of what he's mindful of. And uh, we're out for a harvest, and, and ain't no small harvest. Ain't no, small, ain't no little thing. And you know, we've been, in, we've been in days and years now in the body of Christ where it just looks like things got whittled down from maybe earlier decades. You know, because when I came into uh, this kind of, well, first, first well, some of the first things I got into was uh, some of Brother Hagen's meetings. Where, I mean... Uh, th this room would, might fit the ministers that would come, but you need, uh, you need thousands and thousands of seats to accommodate who's coming. And so uh, some who have come up now in, in the past couple of decades, we have maybe a smaller view and we might call this a big meeting. Well, how many know it can be just as big in terms of spiritual significance? But numbers wise, how many know we're not, after, we're not thinking that we hung the world, you know what I mean, that we hung the moon because we got 100 people to come. You know what I'm saying? We have to, we have to broaden ourselves and think, uh, you know, we've, we've pioneered a couple of churches and, and in our endeavors, we've, we've had to train ourselves because things look small when you're starting sometimes. Maybe not for you, for us. It's, <laughs> things have looked small when you start. And, and we got to say, okay, how many people's in this town? 
That's our vision. No, you're not going to reach them all, but that's our, how many does God love? Then that's how many we're after. How many does God love in the world? All. That's, that's better than you. <laughs> he doesn't have the list of people you don't, that he doesn't love like you do. Come on, like we do. No, he loves them all. So who are we trying to reach here today? All. 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 So hello. Hello. Praise the Lord. We are, we, this, this thing, we're not making small plans. Amen. Because God's plan isn't small. Amen. And so a harvest has to be reaped for Jesus to come. And for a harvest to be reaped, we, again, we have scripture after scripture and, and it would take sermon after sermon to maybe go into some of these things. But for the harvest to be reaped, it's not going to happen just by natural efforts. Meaning what you and I can do in our humanity and even though what we would call the work of God as it usually occurs, uh, preaching a good sermon, taking notes, all valuable, all necessary, but, but none of those things by themselves is going to get the full harvest reaped. It's going to require what the Bible calls the rain of the Spirit and outpouring of the Spirit. It, it, it's going to take a lot of supernatural along with some natural, you understand, for that harvest to be reaped. And so that's where we are. Jesus is coming. Can't come until the harvest is reaped. Amen. How many know we're not waiting for harvest time? Amen. We're not waiting for a harvest to get ripe. We're just waiting for a harvest to get reaped. And, but for that harvest to be reaped, there has to be the fullness. Can you say that word with me? The fullness of the supernatural outpouring of God's spirit. And just like we're not waiting for harvest time, I want to announce to you that we're not waiting for God to send an outpouring. I'll say it again. For, are, are you all alive over on this section? Or did they just put mannequins? You know, they don't use them so much in the stores anymore. They've sent them to all the churches. And so we got to be careful. You don't know who's there. But make sure you inform, make sure you allow your face to change at some point so that we know. <laughs> Hello. Glory to God. I want to say again, we're not waiting for God to send an outpouring. We're not, he doesn't have his hand on, uh, on the spout saying, I'm not sure you guys are really wanting it yet. No, from heaven's standpoint, things are wide open. From God's standpoint, he has released to us his outpouring. We're in the time of the latter rain. We're, we're in the time of outpouring. Uh, we're in it, in it, in it. For so many years, you know, uh, be, because if you, walk, if you walk by sight, which you're just not supposed to do, which is not, it's not right to walk by sight, but we all do it because that's kind of the, our first encounter with something is with our eyes, right? If you walk by sight, you say, well, compared to, compared to maybe many years ago, it doesn't look like anything's happening or, or a whole lot's happening. And, you know, maybe some folk getting healed. Well, some folk have always been getting healed if people keep ringing that bell, you know, and uh, God's the same. And so it doesn't look like 
this great outpouring is released. I'm telling you, it is. You just can't solely look at things through the natural realm. But uh, for many years, you know, we've heard, we've, we've been around places, and I did it myself, where people would say, well, we're just on the verge of some great thing. And God dealt with me about that. He, he said, that's, that's like a cuss word. Don't, he said, don't go anywhere near the verge. You're, you're, you're either out, you're in. Because that's just an excuse to walk by sight and say it's not now. And one thing we know about faith is faith ain't talking about tomorrow. Faith is, if for faith to be faith, you got to believe you have it. Not that it's, not that you're on the verge of it. You got to believe it's now. And so you know who, you know who really likes talking about tomorrow? The enemy. Because if he can get you to believe it's only a day away. Come on, remember that song from, what was it, Annie? Tomorrow. <laughs> that's, his, that's his favorite song. He's got that blaring in hell all the time. <laughs> tomorrow, tomorrow. It's, it's always tomorrow. <laughs> if, he, if he can get faith people to believe that, it's, that we're close, but we're not there then he can keep you from enjoying it. But I'm telling you, and I I, I can say it with the word and I can say it by the spirit and I can say it every way you can say it. The outpouring that must come to pass, the rain that must fall in order to gather in the harvest, we're in it. We're in it. We're in it. it. And so the big need in our day is, is not to try to get God to send something. But the big need in our day is for his body to cooperate and recognize and receive and take hold and flow with what he's already sent. And that's where the subject of prayer can come in because prayer is, is, uh, we'll see there's there's different kinds of prayer, but effective prayer, you could group it into effective and (laughs) non-effective. And the Bible teaches effective prayer. And a whole lot of the body of Christ practices that other kind that we don't want, ineffective. And so the idea of, with a lot of focus, we're just trying to get God to send something. And if we'll just pray hard enough, then he'll hear us. And if we just pray loud enough, maybe he'll be inclined. Well, there, see, the thing about it is there is a truth to praying much. And there is a purpose to that but it's not to get him to change his mind. It's not to get him to move. Now, I'm just, I'm not preaching to you. I'm preaching to me this morning. You can listen in if you want, but I mean, for so long, my mentality was we got to to pray to get God to move. Where are you wanting him to move to? Where's he supposed to go? Huh? Well, just move, God, move, move. Uh, I've, I came up under Brother Hagen's ministry. I was so blessed to do so. Traveled with him for seven years. And there's others here today that traveled with him even longer than that. And uh, all of us, I think, today probably pinch ourselves, right? That we got to, we got to be there because, uh, well, for, for me, anyhow, I, I didn't see much 
in me that deserved it, or I didn't see much in me that was like where he needed to be investing into me. <laughs> but thank God I stayed, you know, and thank God I paid some attention and ended up getting some things. But uh, he, he, he talked about how in prayer, that was so much his mentality. You did find Luke, did you not? Yes. Okay, we're going to get there. Just trust me. But, but he, he said, uh, you know, he had an uncle, his uncle Larry. And uh, Uncle Larry was in and out serving God, mostly out. <laughs> and uh, he, said, he said he was driving along East Texas, north of here though, um, driving along where he lived and saw a man walking. And, and he said, in the way only a good Texan, I guess, can, he said, that walks like Uncle Larry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that walks like Uncle Larry. And he got closer, and then, then he, he said, well, that is Uncle Larry. He, said, he, he had just, you know, uh, he was in such poor health from his poor lifestyle and, and running from God, couldn't tell. And, and he cried out, and he said, oh, God, save Uncle Larry. Yeah. And the Lord answered him. How many know the Lord speaks Texas? <laughs> I'm coming. I got I to try when I come here. I'm not, not from Texas. I try to fit in, but... The Lord speaks Texas, and the Lord said, that's what I'm a trying to do. <laughs> that's what I'm a trying to do. And we do a lot of praying, oh, God, move. <laughs> oh, God, pour it out. Oh, Lord, send the rain. And honestly, if we could, if we could put on our Texas ears, you know what we'd hear? That's what I'm a trying to do. <laughs> that's what I'm a trying to do. So really, one of the great purposes of prayer is to get us in cooperation with him putting us in a place. And so I want to particularly talk about uh, not just starting out in prayer, but staying with it and developing not just a prayer time, but a prayer life. Now, as you know, if you've been in these meetings, my wife helps me. If she jumps up, you're welcome to, by the way, at any point, jump up, tell me I'm missing it, set me down, whatever. But uh, it's, it's not that, it's just that's the plan. That's the plan, we, we jump in. So in Luke, uh, in Luke chapter two, I want to just show you some things in scripture today as God helps us about those who didn't just start in prayer, but stayed with it in prayer. And some of the results that they, that they got and how that's necessary today. Thank you for being as, as thrilled as you are. And so in Luke chapter 2, there was, uh, in verse 36, there was a, a, a young lady, not, not really young, named Anna. Mm-hmm. Verse 36 says, there was one Anna, a prophetess, the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asher. And it says she was of a great age and had lived with a husband seven years from her virginity, meaning she was... Uh, Her husband died after they'd been married just seven years. And she was a widow of four score and four years. That's 84 years. So so now we know she's at least 91. Just And then add to that how old she was when she got married. If she married young, maybe 15. So you add 91 to 15 and somebody can figure it out. But anyhow, (laughs) she she was older, right? And uh, But she says she departed not. You see it? She departed not. Say departed not. She departed not from the temple, but served God with fastings and prayers. How often? Night and day. 
just made this her life. For 84 years since her husband had died, she's just, I don't know if she pulled up a trailer behind it or if she got, or if they built condos behind the temple or whatever, but she had, or they just gave her a room. Huh? But she just, she just was so attached to the things of God, so attached to the place of God that all day, every day, she felt the need to pray. And I want to call your attention to the fact that at this point in time, she wasn't born again. She wasn't a tongue talker. She wasn't filled with the spirit, but she did have a relationship with the Lord. Amen. And so it was so real to her and she so had a sense of the plan of God. Amen. And had this knowing that it was time again, uh, not on the, she didn't say we're just on the verge. She's like, it's Messiah time. It is Messiah time. It's time. And she's, you know, Jeremiah, the prophet did that. I'm sorry, Daniel reading Jeremiah's prophecy. Daniel did that. Daniel said, bless God, the, the time for Israel's release from captivity is here. And he continued. Do you hear what I said? He continued. He continued all the time calling that out and thanking God that it's now. Thank you, Lord, that it's time. Thank you that it's here. Thank you that we have it. Thank you that we're in it. And, and then with Anna, thank you that it's Messiah time. And you think after a year or two, she'd think, well, maybe I missed it. Hmm? No, 84 years. Come on now. She's going at 84 years. And she doesn't say she's discouraged. Doesn't say she's upset. Huh? Just staying with it. Just, just, and, and notice where she's staying at the house of God. Huh? Just never leave, just never leaving, just always there. And the ministers are like, would you please go meet somebody? She's like, the only person hitting on me is Simeon, this old man. He won't leave either. No. You know, and, and, when, and when you start to do, do, when you do start to see things, she sees Jesus, you know, she's, the, the, they bring Jesus in for the dedication and she's there. She sees him and, you know, they rejoice, they give thanks, but it's not, it's like, I see, I've been seeing this for years. I've been living in this, I've been living, you know, when you, ha- when you have a service and the spirit is just poured out really, really strong and you feel like, oh, glory to God, that's what we've been praying and believing for. You don't get overly excited. You're like, I've been living in this all the time. This is where we live. This is where we live. We used to get excited, oh my Lord, we'd be in meetings with Brother Hagen and the power of God just seemed so strong and we'd be, you'd have to peel people up off the floor and ushers be dragging folk to their cars and not giving them their keys for a while, you know, and yes, oh yes, 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 all of that. And we'd be so excited and then we'd think, oh Brother Hagen, you led us into the most amazing thing and it was amazing for, for, for me, it was just life changing. And Brother Hagen would get up and say, well, you guys get so excited about these little Mickey Mouse moves of God that we have. And I'm thinking, are you kidding me? Jesus has to be coming tonight. This has to, this, it couldn't get any better. And Brother Hagen's calling him Mickey Mouse. You know what, you know Mickey Mouse, huh? Mouses are small. 
He's like, this is small. So this is, this, and they start telling about, you know, back in the 1930s, you, this is what we had. And I was like, okay. <laughs> faith goes there ahead of time. Faith, faith, li- faith goes there ahead of time. Faith lives in things ahead of time. And Anna, bless God, she's, she's like, finally you pushed that baby out. Amen. Night and day, fastings and prayers for years, for years, for years. You know, God will keep you around for a few minutes if you'll get involved with his plan. He'll keep you around. You know, folk like to think, well, God's got all these people. Not that many. Not that many Annas. Not that many Annas. Well, over in the, you don't mind turning to a few, do you? Over in Luke chapter 6. Jesus was born, of course, and uh, again, you know, religion, and I'll just comment on me, when I first got saved and the things I was taught about Jesus is that, you know, well, he just did what he wanted whenever he wanted because he was God in the flesh, and and he was God in the flesh, but, uh, you know, Jesus just was Jesus, and we shouldn't expect to do anything like Jesus, right? right, right. Right? Anybody else, you heard that kind of thing? Not, Not, again, you wouldn't hear it here at this church, but where I, what I was in, uh, thankful for the church, but we just, that's what I was just taught. That's what everybody I knew believed. Every Christian I knew believed that, well, we admire Jesus, but we don't, we don't, we ought not be thinking about copying Jesus. You know, we, he just did what he did because for the same mysterious reasons, we don't know anything today, (laughs) but no, there's a, there's a method. There's a, there's a method. There's a, there's patterns that we see. And uh, I, I tell you what, we see Jesus doing some things, getting some people healed and everybody getting mad about it. And then in verse 12, it says, it came to pass in those days that he went out into a mountain to pray. And so brothers and sisters, it's scriptural to have a mountain home. If you want one, mm, we, live, we live in Colorado. Just saying, I'm not, we're just saying, just saying, there's a lot of mountains there. Amen. And besides, Pastor, Man, Pastor Nancy has a mountain home. They're not ashamed of it. They'll, they'll mention it for now. In, in Colorado, yeah, they do. So just following, following uh, others, praise the Lord. And fo- but she's following Jesus. Where did he go to pray? Hey. You don't have to own a house there. I mean, there's Airbnbs and there's other ways to get there. I'm just, I'm just saying. If you're a prayer and you have it in your heart to go to the mountains, there's worse things to look at. Hallelujah. So he went out into a mountain to pray and he continued. He, can, he did what? Continued, continued, continued. Didn't just do it once. Didn't just do it during the miracle crusades. He continued. And in this case, he continued all night in prayer to God. You know, his ministry gets going. We might think we're just trying, we just need to pray to, 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 to get some things happening. But you wait until they're happening. Then you need to pray to keep them happening. And what, what happens is you tend to get really, really busy trying to keep up with the momentum. 
and it's easy to let off. And it's easy to lose some things. Amen. You don't, don't realize it's happening. And so Jesus continued, and Jesus is at the place, his ministry's starting to, to go somewhere and do something, and he's like, I need help. And then God deals with him the very next verse. When it was day, he called to him his disciples and chose 12. Where do you think, where do you think that idea came from? Huh? Anybody alive? Where'd that idea? Pick 12. Pick 12. And you know why it took all night in prayer, don't you? Because the first thing, Lord, look at look what it says. And he chose Simon, whom he named Peter. That's the first name the Lord gives him. And he's like, come on. He doesn't shut up. Pretty much most of what he says is, you know, he might say something good and then he'll follow it up with something. He yields to different spirits. Come on, because Jesus had to say, get behind me, Satan. Come on. Peter, he's like, for, seriously. So that took an hour. You have to consecrate yourself. And he's going through the list and he's like, Lord, would you let, please let, he's like, Father, please let me pick one. And so, you know, you get down to number 12 and the Lord's like, okay, fine, you pick. Because Jesus is saying, can I just please have somebody qualified, somebody who at least has some credentials? And the Lord said, fine, you pick. And Jesus said, Judas Iscariot. And the father said, that's, that's fine, fine. <laughs> he, <laughs> he continued. He continued in prayer. He continued. Go to the first chapter of Acts. You didn't know that's how it happened. <laughs> Glory to God. He continued in prayer. Bless the Lord, everybody. Amen. Verse 12 says, they returned to Jerusalem from the mount. See, they came down from the mountain, which is from Jerusalem, a Sabbath day's journey. And when they were come in, they went up into an upper room where abode both Peter and James and John and Andrew, Philip and Thomas, Bartholomew, Matthew, James, the son of Alphaeus, and Simon, Zelotes, and Judas, the brother of James. And what'd they do? These all, anybody reading your Bible this morning? Say, preach it with me, come on. These all continued, continued, continued. It's not just getting started. They all continued with one accord in prayer. They all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brethren. Just want to point out to you, uh, it keeps saying they continued in prayer, continued in prayer, continued in prayer. It's necessary, amen, that we not just start out in some things, but that we follow through. Not just have a prayer event, but develop a prayer life to continue, to continue. Now, Jesus had told them, don't go anywhere. So they're having a, they're having a pretty, pretty well constant prayer meeting, not to try to get God to do it, to position themselves to receive it. Amen. And then you know what happened? You know, the day of Pentecost came 
Well, it came every year, but this time it fully came. <laughs> it fully, the day of Pentecost was fully come <laughs> this time. And uh, the sound from heaven, like a mighty rushing wind, yeah. amen, filled the room and then filled the people. And now, I mean, now their prayer life can take on a whole different dimension. Praise the Lord. And where, where things were going good at that point, now, I mean, now they just ramp up. They kick up now because now they have power to go with their prayer. They have some fire to go with the fuel. And the result of the outpouring of God that we see in Acts chapter 2 was great harvest being reaped. Yes. Amen. Amen. It took power. It took power. It took power but it took prayer. Yes. And so uh, the, the harvest is being reaped. People are being saved. Lots of them. But you know, you don't just get saved and that's the end of it. Come on. Verse 41 in chapter 2 says, They that gladly received his word were baptized and the same day they were added to them about 3,000 souls. And what did those 3,000 do that day? They continued steadfastly. Glory to God. Jesus didn't just say, go get people to say a prayer and, and get saved. He said, go make disciples. Make disciples. They continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine. That would be their teaching and fellowship and in breaking of bread. We're good at that one. Right? I continue steadfastly three times a day. Come on. And in what? And in what? And in prayers. Continued steadfastly in prayers. Prayers. Not just saying their prayers. Living the life of prayer. Yes. Amen. Amen. And now they're getting filled with the Spirit. Come on now. Now they're able to speak not just out of their intellect or not just out uh, of what their known language can produce, but now they're able to move beyond and speak forth the mysteries of God in what the Bible calls other tongues. Praise the Lord. How many here you've spoken in other tongues and, and it has helped you in prayer? It helps you continue steadfastly. Praise the Lord. I'm bringing some of this up, number one, because I was led to uh, last night, actually. And uh, there, there are things that require steadfastness. I found this in our lives that there are things that you might pray for one time, but there's other things that are prayer projects where it takes, it takes some revisiting and revisiting and revisiting. You know, the plan of God for your life is not just a one-time prayer thing. You understand that for for you, that's a, that's a prayer project for you. You're, you're, there's always more ahead and you can do what we call pray out the plan of God, pray some things out ahead of time so that when you get to your future, you've already been there. And you step into what's already been dealt with. Amen. And that, listen, that's what Jesus did that in his ministry. When, when he sensed that I need to back off and take a day 
and just, and just get to the mountains, bless the Lord, or get to wherever, get, get somewhere alone with God. He would pray out those next things. And then, and then all of a sudden, okay, now it's not just me. Now, now there's another 12 of me. I don't even know that he had thought before that point that he'd have, that he'd have a team. Amen. But you pray stuff out and then you can just step right into it. Amen. Yes, 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 yes. And so uh, it ought to excite us. Now, uh, right there, you're in Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 3, in the very first verse, it says, Now Peter and John went up together into the temple when? At At the hour... They had, they had regularly scheduled daily times to where they called such and such a time, whether it was noon or whatever or 11. They just go, oh, that's prayer hour. That's prayer hour. We're not going to just say our prayers. We're not going to try to get God, talk, see if we can talk him into moving today because it didn't work yesterday. No, no, no. We go now filled with the spirit. We go to cooperate with him in his, in his prayer to help propel his plan. Amen. To do our part, to make sure we're positioned. Amen. For all that he wants to do. Amen. And it takes continuance and it takes regularity, not ritual, but just being regular. How many, how many are glad to be regular? Sorry, there's unpredictable. I know there's. <laughs> you need you want to be regular in prayer, <laughs> and God's given you a little something to help keep you regular. It's called utterance. It's called His unction. It's called the anointing that's within you that will help keep. It'll help you. Amen. And so. Uh, you know, we, we don't. Some, we sometimes separate things out. But they went to the temple in the hour of prayer. Ended up getting a guy raised up who was crippled. Is there any? Uh, is it a head scratcher that there's a connection there? Huh? Is it? Is it amazing that that's where it happened? At the house of God. I'm not saying that miracles are confined to a, a church building. That's obviously not the case. We know that. But there ought, to be a, there ought to be a strong flow in the house of God. Amen. Now, don't you worry, friends. I've got, about, uh, I've got about 25 of these. We've read four of them. I'm not trying to do this all in one day. So we might read one more. But don't get scared. <laughs> but let's look at one more at least. Let's look at Acts chapter 6. No, let's look at Acts chapter 4. Because it's almost really every chapter in the book of Acts, you see the early church really kind of serious about this whole prayer thing. Like they, like they had the revelation that there's just no way we're getting this done without this. You know, the, you know the body of Christ could use that today. That, that revelation, you understand there's no way we're getting this job done. Yeah. 
Uh, before we read this, I'll just, I'll just, you know, I'm thinking about the different times where the move of God was so strong. And I'm thinking about the uh, Azusa Street revival in the early 1900s, started in Los Angeles. On, uh, you know where it started? You thought Azusa Street. It, what, what, was, what was the street where the prayer meeting was? Was that Bonnie Bray Street? Just, just look like you know what I'm talking about. How many know that there was a, a, an outpouring in the early 1900s that we called the Azusa outpouring? Started in, started in an apartment where some folk were praying. And they were praying and praying and praying and praying. And finally, they busted out of that room and had to get a feed barn. Because the intensity, I'm telling you that any move of God you want to talk about, somebody prayed that thing out, prayed it in, and prayed it through. And when it died, I bet you what, I bet you, I can tell you what you could point it back to. They got busy with it. They were building buildings. Nothing wrong with building buildings. Listen, I understand that, but folk get busy with things. And the, to keep up with the machinery of it, you know what I mean? Come on now. You gotta, there's other things you got to take care of. We got to design the T-shirts. Come on, we got to do all the stuff that we got to do. I want my own merch. Never mind. You got to do all, all that stuff that seems to go with it, but you can't stop. You have to continue. You have to continue. Amen. And any move of God you can think of. Finney revivals. Anybody hear of a guy named Charles Grandison Finney? Now, we pastored for a number of years in western New York State, outside the Buffalo, New York area. And, uh, I mean, we just read that whole region, that whole western upstate New York region on horseback. Now, my hour and a half flight from Denver to here... We, uh, the pilot gets on and says, okay, just want to announce we're preparing to land in Dallas. And everyone's thinking, oh man, we got on the wrong flight. And he said, uh, there's storms in Austin. We can't land there. And that, bless God, that turned into like a seven, eight hour day. You're talking last night about no, no, nothing to eat. I, I mean, I, I ate it like uh, eight o'clock that morning. And didn't get, didn't get to eat nothing until I rolled through Whataburger at like 10 o'clock that night. You know what I mean? Because just wasn't, it wasn't the opportunity to do so. They didn't let you off. Just you never thought that a 30-minute hop from Dallas to here could take five hours. But it, it did. But they were on horseback. Finney was, they were riding horses. And so, uh, the, the, you know, when they announced what happened... People lost their, their mind on the plane. It's like, oh, my God. Ah. And I'm thinking you could be on horseback. Ka-chunk, 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 ka-chunk. Besides the fact, is it just me? Maybe it's just me. Forgive me. I mean, is it just me? Or if, if you understand flying a, a, a jet aircraft through a thunderstorm 
is ill-advised. <laughs> and so is it just me or do, would, would, what would you rather do? <laughs> do you want to be shaken <laughs> and, or maybe worse? Or do you want to wait till it passes and get there safely? But anyhow, that's, that's not, you know, everyone doesn't think like me, I guess. But anyhow, it takes much prayer and continued prayer and daily prayer. You want to look at one more of these, Acts chapter 4, because I already had you go there, yes? And so uh, because of, so we, we, we read previously there in Acts chapter 3, the first verse, remember what happened? The hour of prayer, they're going to the prayer meeting. And they see the guy, who, the cripple guy, who they laid daily at the gate. Now, they, they've passed this guy daily for a number of years. And they've learned, just don't bring any money with you. Because he's going to ask, come on, he's going to ask every day. <laughs> and so just don't bring anything. Right? So they go to the prayer meeting, and uh, the, the, the guy says what he always says. He said, uh, excuse me. And he always asks like he, acts like he's never seen him before. So, excuse me. Would you, could you help me out with something? And, and Peter and John said, well, you know, silver and gold. I, <clears throat> and something on the inside. Something smacks them on the inside. They're saying, silver and gold, I, I don't have any money. This is what he said every day. How many know you stop making eye contact after a while? <laughs> you know, there's certain places where, where uh, and I'm not saying it's wrong to, to help the homeless, but, uh, you know, I've said, <laughs> we have certain corners uh, at town where, where, folk, where folk are and with the sign. And uh, <laughs> sometimes they're just honest about it. And they say, I just need to buy more weed. You know, it's like, well, I can get on board with that. No, I'm just joking. And so, listen, there's nothing wrong with helping folk. I'm not saying that. But, and, uh, but, but, but there's sometimes you just stop making eye contact because it's like every time, every day. You know what I mean? And uh, anyhow, we, we had a lady run after us in a parking lot. Run, run after us. I guess we looked wealthy. <laughs> Which we are in a manner of speaking. You know what I mean? But, uh, but, but I said, no, no. You don't, run, you don't run after our vehicle. You're not getting in. No. And so Peter and John, you know, they knew this guy. Yeah. Come on, every day they're coming up there. And, and John's like, just don't even look. Just don't even look. Just, just don't look at him. <laughs> Don't make eye contact. There won't be a conversation. Or you know what you do. You pull out your phone and start just. just. So Peter had his AirPods in. So he just, he just pointed. He said. <laughs> like I do. Come on, back in the Walkman days, I, when I started in ministry. I, I traveled on a bus with about, with about 20 other people every day, every day. We were on the road every day ministering places. And, you know, you don't always, I, me personally and those who know me can attest to this. It's not like a trait I'm proud of, but I don't always really want to engage in conversation. Yeah. <laughs> 
socially challenged is probably the word. <laughs> it's not that I don't love people. I, I do. I do. And, and, I, and you, you can get me going. I'll talk eventually. But, but I, would just, I would just get on the bus and just put my headphones on. And I don't know if it was my wife or somebody said, you, at least you should plug it in. So they actually, because I didn't even have them plugged in. <laughs> That's my signal. Don't talk to me. Praise the Lord. What's that? Peter and John, thank you. Told you I had help. Peter and John, they're walking with their AirPods in. They're like, yeah, no, sorry. But some, I'm, something, start, something smacks them. Silver and gold, I have none. Ah, but I got something. I got something for you. I got something. And they said, look at me. Look at me. Well, he'd been trying to look at them. You're the ones that kept looking away. <laughs> Finally said, look at me. <laughs> and he looks up expecting to receive it. He said, silver and gold, I, don't, I have none. But such as I have, I give to you. In the name of Jesus, rise and walk. Think there's any connection with the fact that there was the hour of prayer every day? Huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so this guy gets up. He'd been there. How many years was he crippled? All his life. He was over 40 years old. 40 years old. And uh, that causes a huge stir. Huh? You know, the things we do to try to cause a stir, you know, we try to uh, get it. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll uh, do a Facebook sponsored ad and that'll, yeah. I tell you, friends, you don't even need the internet if you'll get results like that. It, it stirs things. Things spread really, really fast. And so it did. And they got in trouble. Peter and John, they got threatened. They were in trouble for it. And we're imprisoned for, for, for a short time. And then I told you this is the last thing we'll look at. Verse 23, they got, they got threatened. And then they got released. And verse 23 said, being let go, they went to their own company. I'll stop here long enough to say you need your own company. You need your own company. You need, your, you need to have a place to go. They went to their own company and they reported all that the chief priests and elders had said to them, which basically they shut them down. They said, this stops now. No more of this. No more of this. What if another crippled person gets healed? They'll start looking to you for leadership instead of looking to us. No more of this. No more of this. It stops. So they got completely shut down and they went back to their own people and they said, this is what they're saying. And it wasn't good news. And when they heard that, verse 24, when they heard that, they lifted up their voice to God with one accord. And they said, Lord, you are God. Not the chief priest, not the elder. They're not God. You are God. You made heaven. You made the earth that they're trying to rule us in. 
You made the heaven and the earth and the sea and all that in them is. And by the mouth of your servant, David said, why did the heathen rage and the people imagine vain things? What are they doing? They're, they're, they're bringing God's word to prayer. They're tapping into God, huh? The kings of the earth stood up and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his anointed. This is, this is the essence of their prayer. They're all praying this. For of a truth against your holy child Jesus, whom you've anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate with the Gentiles and the people of Israel were gathered together to do whatever your hand and counsel determined before to be done. And verse 29 said, now they get to the problem. After they've exalted God, after they talked about how big he is, he said in verse 29, and now Lord, behold their threatenings. Look at what they're saying. And here's what they prayed. You ready? You ready for this? And grant to your servants that with all boldness they may speak your word by stretching forth your hand to heal. And that signs and wonder, they weren't trying to do this any other way than with the supernatural. Come on now. That signs and wonders might be done in the name of your holy child Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And they spoke the word of God with boldness. And then if you look in chapter five, it says by the hands of the apostles were many signs and wonders done among the people. Amen. We don't just want to start in prayer. We want to continue in prayer. So much so that when they came, when they, when they came, these folk were already gathered together. They were used to, they were used to having a prayer meeting. Amen. Amen. How about we do some of it today? What do you say? Yes, I'm gonna, you, you understand, don't you, that pretty much uh, the whole secular world is against what we do? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm not trying to make you feel like a victim or nothing. But do you know that pretty much most of the whole church world is against what I preach today? Huh? Don't be preaching on miracles. God doesn't do that today. They still believe that. You feel sorry for them, don't you? I mean, they, they still believe it and they still preach it. That don't expect that today. Behold their threatenings. Let's pray today. You gonna come? You gonna say anything first? Yeah. Praise him. Glory to God. So how are we going to pray today? Listen, we're going to cooperate with God. We're going to cooperate with his spirit. We're going to pray out his plan. Amen. So much more we could say. You know, we just got started with a little bit of it today, but that's why we have a few days. Amen. And so are you ready to do that? Let's start out, if you'd stand up with us, change your position. I know I've been ministering for a little bit. 
Amen. You understand God's going to meet us here as we pray? We're going to start out praying the way we would know how to pray in our known language. And then, bless God, we're going to trust the Spirit of God to give us his utterance. And he's going to help us. What are we going to pray about? We don't know all that we're going to pray about. But pray this with me, friends. Let your heart agree with this. Say this, Father, Father, we're so grateful grateful to be alive in this day and to be involved with your plan. Thank you for the privilege to be living in the greatest day the earth has known. Thank you for using us. Thank you for using me. I offer my life to you. I surrender myself to you. I lay aside my plans and my desires and care only of your plan and your desire. And I say, Lord, use me as you choose in any way you choose. What you say, I'll do. Where you send, I'll go. What you tell me to say, I'll speak. I'll do what you want. Just don't leave me out. Use me in this great outpouring that we're in today. Now, Father, the details of this outpouring are known to you more than they're known to me. But we know we can cooperate with you in prayer by your great help. So we trust the Holy Spirit now. The great mighty one, the all-knowing one who indwells us. We trust his promptings. We trust his utterance. We trust his help in praying out that which concerns your plan and even my place in your plan. So we look to you now. Oh, pravio toste karapan matu store pai ste kro de di god zokon da nin gendere de yetora bazila to de stakros de tero bonsvent manteletora chenikora di stikat de lotse pat greka ze brat doze jadse kotan den ze kato koble adzo oh yes ya chikana chikana chikano chikano marabese chikano marabese to krokuts chikano marabese to kuts Croco Bazi deste calso do Danene. Yeah, my, 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 my. Chico, Tete to Sicalete dan Gustabre, de Novada Massicro de Veletis Sotola, Chino Raya, Chino Rane, Chino Rada Latico de Postico, Tita, Chico, Chipa, Chico de Tane, Dana, 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 De robotse kane ne krakas tu kute deste kauti provoze chida krote jindra dila 
Pasti Coravande, Pasti Colavan, Frevicus Dasti Cacidora, Mango, De la Stock, De la Stocco, Prasti Crotincele, Chato, Chato, Chanto Rame, Ah, yes, so Crocode, Chalano Crotis, Tacalado, the Basti Corabangos, Validuce, Vangero Pongote, Jan de Brocobos, Titi Crocaturus, Deramote, Deraboco. Christ to Corevesti Corodanse, yeah, great Natchitora Pate, Nanche Pravadokis, Sejoboravan, yes, Sella to Procus Tessica, Topravanda do Coste, yeah, Enderadonise, Encrocola Pashinga, Esto Cragilito Tostoma, Denise, Chicago, Cherecoda, ah, yes, Etoda, Cedra Codenese, Yetovane Nimse, Sechevane Niste, Crocobole, this Tito. Ho 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 Faithful of home, la banda de coco de tetra pronta. Now, are you told? It took over. She's to covage in the calidon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, Chicota, Chidora Mandle, Veco Pate, Veco Pate, Veco Pate, Secane, Chendora Nemestica de Lode, Jan Reto, Jan Metrocora, Jan Chetuse, Chicade, Cefrano, Cambrego Maladiste Cracos, Toco Vasicate, Desticata, Cracota Nenda. Yes, Asho Corete, I'm a brava Cracos de Secoro Desticata. ダマスカデレレザンドラパディパディパンジンゴラパンジゴレパスティチュデチェンロデハハジクロツアディストエチンゴエンベロストコレエンペコラスタツテカダハハベロポスバゴンデナンゼナンデヤヤヤヤヤ
yes, the flow, yes, for the, the whole, flow, the whole body, the flow, for the whole body, yes. Oh my, my, my. Yeah, the flow. Oh, Hallelujah. 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 
Glory, 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 glory. Glory, 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 glory. I'm getting all I came for. I'm getting all I came for. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We'll have the full flow. Full flow. Full flow. Full flow. Full flow. Yes. Yes. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. Praise him, praise him, praise him. <clears throat> you got anything? You good? Hallelujah. We're not just starting. We're continuing. We're continuing. Going from glory to glory. From strength to strength. Amen. Of his fullness we've all received from grace to grace, one on top of another. Amen. You ain't going to be able to carry home all you're going to get this week. You're not going to have room for it all. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. One more time, lift your hands, give him thanks. Father, we thank you. We praise you. Praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you. Glory. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, become a partner, or visit our online store. This program has been made possible by the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries.